everybody. Welcome back to the wind down. <laughs> Today we so much energy. <laughs> it's me, Tavia, and Jamie and Jasmine today and nobody else. <laughs> no slow. Yes. And before we get started, I just want to shout out our sponsors. Shout out Alive, shout out Forever Stylish Boutique, and shout out Jonas Liquor Store on Charles W. Sanders Highway. Nice. I did a oh my god. You did nice. I did a very good show. <laughs> um, oh yeah, it's June second. <laughs> I think you said that already. Right? <laughs> I, think, I really think you did. Okay, so today it's, it's three of us. Like Tavia said, it's Tavia, Jamie, and Jazz. And today we are going to touch on a topic that may cause one, two, or three of us to share a few tears. But um, we have plans to talk about something else, which we will discuss later on um, in this season, I guess. But before we go into the actual topic... Uh, we have a few things that we want to touch on very quickly. Two things, actually. Um, of course, we we were all on Twitter, and we're all on Twitter a lot. We've all been seeing tweets about the whole pre-dating thing. So <laughs> I guess for people who don't know or people who don't, who, who isn't usually on Twitter, the whole pre-date thing is apparently, this is my words, <laughs> men are getting a bit frustrated with taking women out on dates and paying for the dates and uh, I guess the dates are not going well or they don't vibe well and I think an aspect too was I think an aspect was sex too yeah. not getting not having sex at the end of the night because they spend in $200 or more right so I wanted us to talk about what we think about the whole <sighs> idea of the pre-dating thing tavia um i think uh, i mean i understand why fellas would want to because you have a lot of these females or sorry women that (laughs) women (laughs) that um just say okay i go for the food yes but i think the idea of pre-dating is trash I don't I don't like it. It's 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 counterproductive, babe. Like if you wanna take somebody out, just just do it. And if you don't if you if you feel like you have to pre date, then you don't need to be dating at all. That's how I feel. in my opinion, I kinda of feel like pre dating already exists. But I think that what they're trying to do is make the pre dating an outing instead of what it actually is. Mm-hmm. I think when you meet someone, like those initial conversations or like if mm-hmm. you and I meet um let's say in Bahama and mm-hmm. we talk and we hit it off and we exchange numbers, that's mean you vibing right there. Mm-hmm. What if, if they sitting ask, up in front of your yard? What if they what? Sitting up in front of your yard. And we just meet? That's a lot. Oh no, 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 no. No never But mind, I feel then. like any any initial <laughs> like um um dialogues between those two people yeah. like that's predating like you getting to know me at that point is when you would decide I'm interested in this girl or not right. or I'm interested in this guy or not and then from then it's okay hey what are you doing XYZ let's go out mm-hmm. 
But you know, niggas is broke and 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 they are also cheap. So of course they're gonna be saying, "Oh, I'm spending money and I'm doing this." That's why they say fuck this. Right? Fuck this because show. yeah, that's why someone say fuck this. But the thing is, right? All they have to do is be a bit more creative. You don't have to spend a bunch of money to go with somebody and get to know them. Precisely. No one says that you have to take a gal to a five-star dinner just to get to know her. Exactly. That's, I think that's stupid. You don't even have to spend $200. Honestly, I think it's very stupid. I don't think it makes sense. I mean, like, because that... Unless you into fine dining, if that's your thing, right. then okay, cool. Y'all can do that. And you ain't going to feel no way because that's the thing that you're into. That's the norm. If you know you was a regular bamboo shock nigga, where you going, can the gal at Great Cliff and you just meet her and you don't even know what she's she like or if you're all related? Exactly. Right. <laughs> And that's your cousin. Exactly. That's your cousin and you done, you done gone spending all kind of money. I mean, nothing wrong with just, you know... Right. Don't predating is predating is the talking that you do before you go on the first date. That's how I feel. Yeah. And if you feel like you have to see me, then that's a date. Right. Yeah. A date. And if that's regardless of what we doing right. when we see each other. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a date. And if we I messaging each other and sending hearts and things, then we married. <laughs> Wait, we could go to Junkanoo. We could go to Junkanoo for free, and that's a date. That's a date. And Tavia made a good point. A lot of women like hop on and actually um go out with guys or hang out with guys for like free food. Like, I I've never been that kind of person because I've never been that hungry to the point where I feel like I have to entertain a man I do not like for food. Like I've never been in that position. But it's I I want to tell y'all choose better, but at the same time, like you never really know people's intentions. Yeah. Sometimes it's difficult, but like you can't just say because a lot of because women have used you in the past that mm-hmm. you know like you could just rob some women of actually taking them out. Mm-hmm. And like Jazz said, like what you what you decide to do, that's on you. Yeah. I could talk about broke niggas as much as I like, but and it, it don't take much to impress me. And like I'm an effort kind of person. Yeah. So anybody saying you have to take me out to to do one or wherever mm-hmm. else, make it special yeah. and make it you. That's what's what that's what's most important to me. It has to be who you are. Right. Yeah. Because at the same time, you don't want to introduce me to something or to a lifestyle you can't keep up with mm-hmm. because then it's an issue. Because if you bringing me into your life and you dating me because, or you showing me that, oh, I all about money and mm-hmm. I all about this, but then that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. And that's what I get expect. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like a lot of you, men and women. Wow, a lot of you. <laughs> just Wait, No, really. <laughs> you like, and you and you. <laughs> us. A lot of us. <laughs> We gotta stop. Um, we have. We really have to stop giving energy to a lot of people that we just don't or just ain't interested in. Real. Like, just stop giving your energy. Like, it, I feel I have. I I know a few people. I would say this, and any opportunity, what comes up, what, like you go in this place and that place with this one and that one, just. I feel like my energy, like, that's something that belongs to me, Dredd. You got to be a real... Okay, see, we always saying niggas broke, right? But you have to be a real broke gal. Right. To, to be, like, to be you everywhere. Don't, you can't even stand this way. 
and but, it's not serious. But, but you, you going out, out with him. for something to yeah, eat. Yeah, babe. Just, just you eat. That don't make no sense. Go out with your friends. You have friends. to be bored. You have to yeah, be bored. Yeah, babe. And then, and, then, and then on top of that, niggas is talking and they saying, okay, well, I was just with her. Mm-hmm. They ain't right. doing, y'all ain't doing nothing, you know. Oh, and I saw it don't take much. Exactly. Like, come on, babe. Just I stop was giving me energy. I was standing next to someone and all of a sudden, that's my mind. Very good. Very good. Just mind who you give your energy to. Really. Right. All right, so should we touch on this Drake and Pusha drama? No, Dread. Not really. Because we know experts. I mean, we have to see. We got to see what 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 Drake. Drake come what Drake I, I saw I saw this dude tweet. All these gals have Pusha T T E A in their username on Twitter. That's, That's why, why we, we don't involve y'all in nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Larry. That's actually yeah, funny. No, I, I'm not. I, I don't want. I don't want to talk about it because, like, this is like for us, right? Because we ain't been there from way back in the day when this whole thing started. Right. Yeah, this man. is like I noticed. This, this is from like was growing as hell. This is like watching the championship game. Right. Running up Rosalind. all type of talks. <laughs> right. No. no. This. This. Yeah. That's watching oh, wrestling. Mr. Producer has a question. If you guys don't talk about the beef, right? What do you think about the fact that Drake might have been hiding a child overseas with a French porn star? That's his own wife. He was paying the bills. I'm not done with the question. Sorry. Will it, will, <laughs> will it def- affect women as fans of Drake who see him as this? Yes. No. Me. Can I say yes. No. Go ahead, Tavi. Explain why. I loved Aubrey Drake Graham. Wow. But the fact from Degrassi. From Jimmy. From he was Jimmy in a wheelchair. From before that wheelchair. Let me tell you, if I find out that he was actually hiding that baby, I don't respect him no more. And I'll say this. I would have he would have I would have lost respect for him if he was a deadbeat. And I think as a celebrity or even as just someone who wants to keep certain things private, I think not being all over the place and like broadcasting this child is different from not like financially supporting. And I feel like with the whole B thing, it, it kind of, we got the impression that, okay, we didn't know about this child and Drake wasn't paying no bills. And this you child was You saw the pictures from the baby shower? I have. I have. But did y'all see, did y'all see that? I don't know. I don't know if this thing post. is real, right? But there's this post that was saying like this girl was sleeping with all kind, kind of, of rappers. And yeah. so like, she was a porn star. It could have been. It could have been anyone, baby. Right. So I guess essentially, Drake had to wait until he got the, the papers born. or whatever. Right. Yeah. That and, makes sense. And but I feel like if you wait. and and I think it's the same aspect of like wanting to keep certain things private. Like certain things, you just you don't have to post. And if he doesn't want that porn star or and his kids or let me don't say that porn star, but if he doesn't want his kids' mom, <laughs> that woman, and his kids. To be out there in that light, you know, probably because people would drag them the way they did and called her all kind of names. Yeah, but imagine like, that. Who, who, who would blame him? My, my next question to you guys is that, I mean, I understand that, uh, you know, the fact that no one even know that, like, you don't have to have your child out to admit <laughs> that you have, have a child one, right? with a woman. Secondly, the uh, woman called him Father's a deadbeat. coming up. Over and over, she claims she's a deadbeat. And, um... My second thing is the cycle. Drake, on his this, he says, my dad still has child support money from 1999. And now we found out you have a kid that you aren't letting come home to America. So you're thinking of a generational curse. Push is saying that that you're playing border control with your son. Let the boy come home. 
Okay. Like, how do you feel about that? You know what I'm saying? Like, these are the hard parts <coughs> in the beef. Right. I just I just feel like if you as this megastar could be posting all kind of stuff about your lifestyle or whatever. Not even like, that. Why would you God's hide? plan where you give out all yeah, kind of money, money though. You only I love your, your like, bed and your mommy. You sorry. Like, imagine come on. your baby daddy all about giving money to all kind of strange people. Like I that would kill me. Exactly. I was hearing it at school. Hey guys. I could have spent <laughs> I could have spent I mean, no shade or whatever, but her baby shower, like it was cute or whatever, but come on, babe. Drake is your baby daddy. It wasn't cute. Stop. Just you try. I to was be trying nice. to be generous. It was not cute. It was a hard mess, and I've seen women in Nassau with better baby showers. We could have put together that. at least $75 and get everything, but right. was there. But I, I'm not going to lie. If if it's the case that he's not taking care of his child, like I don't support it. Like I don't. And, and I think Pusha, um, um, he did an interview talking about he doesn't hang with his friends who have um, back child support. And his his friends who aren't present in their kids' life, I kinda agree with that. <sighs> like I can't I can't really support people that do that. Like yeah. I, I don't wanna be friends with someone who's mm-hmm. like, you know, I guess, um, neglecting their child. And if if that's what the case is with Drake, that's fucked up. But so if he is delete his delete his music. Of course I won't. No. You know? But if he is actually financially supporting his kid and his kid's mom, that's another thing. If he just wants to and like low key too, yeah, yeah, you know that's fine. That. But is he is he in the child's life like his dad was in? Hey, wait, that ain't our business. Right. Like, I ain't like right. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because like I have my own life. But yeah. every time I look at people online, like and they're so curious about what's going on. And in so dedicated life. to dedicated to it and like investigating stuff and going going like years back on people's timeline to right. see if what they said Black today matches what they were saying in 2012 like <coughs> that's kind of crazy y'all have too much time on your lines that's all I have to say <laughs> that is actually crazy so uh, we're gonna get to the topic at hand very quickly and it's essentially dealing with your emotions as a woman so the first question I'm going to ask, and like, this will probably be very quick because there's only three of us. Um, <clears throat> how emotional are you? <laughs> and I did the yeah, air quotes for y'all who obviously can't see. How emotional are you? And I think I'll start. Okay. I'm very emotional. On a scale of one to ten. I am 12. Oh, wow. Right. And and I want to... I wanna, be specific, it's because I don't have an in-between. So I'm very extreme, and everyone who has ever dated me, and my friends can tell you this, like, it's either I am here or there. So there are things that I really do not <coughs> care about at all. Yeah. But when you see me care about something, I'm extremely passionate about it. <laughs> but I feel very easily like mm-hmm. that's why I'm so forgiving because like I am an understanding person yeah. and I cry when I'm angry I cry when I'm happy I cry when I'm frustrated I cry when I'm stressed but I also allow myself to feel good emotions too like if I'm extremely happy like I'm extremely happy like mm-hmm. I I allow myself to feel so when it comes to my emotions I don't think that I have the best handle on them. Yeah. <clears throat> but I'm not a person. I I mean, I've heard that I'm detached. I don't think that's the case. But I it think is. that I'm... <laughs> we are. 
I think that I'm a very emotional person. Okay. Well, I would say that I am probably a six or a seven. Really? Yeah. You cry. You was the only person who cried. It's fortunate. I was going through something. I was dealing with something. But um, generally, I feel things deeply. I'm compassionate. Um, I don't know. But then sometimes, even when I feel in stuff, I don't really... I try not to let it, you know, take over. Because I know what being too deep in your feelings could do. So I'm actually learning that now because I'm fasting or whatever and praying and meditating and going on this journey. And it's really cool and, you know, bringing me clarity and stuff. So I I am at this place where I am trying to feel less. Shout out, Ruben. <laughs> shout out, Shrimp. Shout out, Devon. Shout out, Crystal. Yeah, I'm trying to feel less right now, so... Yeah, I'm I'm at a seven, six, seven. I'm at a fifteen. <laughs> um, I feel everything. I feel things that don't even belong to me, like feelings for people. Like I'm I'm empathetic, so mm. you can come to me with your problems, and you may leave feeling great, but then in my that mind my I'm chest. like, Jesus, yeah. Lord, yeah. I feel so bad, and it's not. I mean, but like. Two, I think sometimes we, we define being emotional and we put it in a negative yeah, connotation. And I I had to learn that it's not all negative. It's not all positive either. But mm. I feel better knowing that I could feel than right. to be, like, cold. Yeah. I mean, because, and like Jamie said, like, I eat a cold or hot. So you better take me hot. Because when I get cold, everybody get cut off. It don't matter. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And I think <clears throat> it's good knowing that I could feel what I feel and then somehow deal with my feelings or, or be able to. I, I'm very expressive, so I, I could express my feelings. I don't bottle yeah. stuff up and, you know, all that other unhealthy stuff. So, yeah. I I tend to I tend to bottle things up, though. I think that's why that puts me at a seven. You because, do things out. And yeah. You kind of wait till it. Yeah. Over. And then I like just trip out. <laughs> but I I trying to deal with that as well though. I try and deal with that. But yeah. I I bottle a lot of things up. How do you guys cope with pain? I think that I have a lot of unhealthy coping mechanisms. Um, but at the same time, like John said, like I I don't really bottle things up like that. Like, I, I don't, I try not to. And it's because in past situations, I realized that that can, like, hurt myself and hurt people. Mm-hmm. Because when I keep things in too long, like, I'm not saying what the issue is. So I'm leaving you to guess yeah. and to mm-hmm. decipher. And then when I finally talk about what's happening, it's coming from a place of hurt and anger and something that's been there over time mm-hmm. so this is me being upset when you did this thing or you said this thing that hurt my feelings the fourth fifth and sixth time and now this is the ninth time that you're saying it and i'm beating you for the time you said that to me in 2012 mm-hmm. to the time you're saying it to me right now in 2018 mm-hmm. so now 
And I think you kind of witnessed that today with a conversation that you ha- ha- heard me having a call, Tavia. But I'd rather talk things through. And I'd rather, like, try to talk about it now than to, like, wait the way I usually do just to avoid, you know, <clears throat> unnecessary issues. But there are times when I get frustrated and I pull back and I'm like, anyway, I'm just going to go to sleep. Or I'll talk to you later, or I'll talk to you tomorrow, or I'll be like, oh, I'm fine, and I know that I'm not fine. I just don't want to talk about it because I know I'm going to get, like, frustrated talking about it. So what kind of, like, coping mechanisms do you guys deal with to try to handle your emotions and your issues? Um, I sleep. I sleep, and I write. I recently bought a diary for me to physically write in rather than posting on my blog because my blog is public. Mm -hmm. So I now like second guess what I want to put out there. Drop the link though. (laughs) Nihautavia.wordpress.com. So I I second guess what I want to put out there, but just to get it out there, now I bought a diary to write in. Um... The reason I don't consider myself passive aggressive at all, but I would just, um, I would kind of hold it in because, you know, sometimes when you have an issue with somebody, it just feel like people ain't interested. So to, to kind of avoid being let down from disinterest, mm-hmm. I would just, just deal with that on my own. I would just sit there and just. I would probably cry or like, like a lot of times I don't tell people what's going on with me, but mm-hmm. I would just, you know, I would just handle it until I, until I fucking birth. Until but, how, I birth. but exactly how is it that, that you're handling it? Like what, what is the process like in your head when, say, because you said you, you don't really tell anybody, so you can't just deal with it on your own. So what's, what's what the is process? dealing with it? What's the process like? Um... I would either sleep. I would sleep. I wouldn't really eat like that. Um, I'm one of those when I feel away, I just don't eat. Like, you know how some people overeat? I don't eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and dealing with it is just putting it to the back of my mind. Like, trying to just force it to the back of my mind, mm-hmm. you know? And when it comes back up, when it really comes back up, mm-hmm. then I... Then I confront it. But otherwise, initially dealing with it is just putting it to the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what about you, Jazz? Um, I Coping Okay, mechanism. so I sometimes suffer from depression, but I, most of the time I suffer from anxiety. And it's just because I have a lot of things going in my head. I think a lot and I overthink too. So for my anxiety, I have been meditating. Um, but in dealing with negative emotions, a thing that I learned a few years ago when I um, was trying to strengthen my patience and my temper, I I did this thing where if I started to feel something negative, I would write down what my feeling was and why I felt that way. Because sometimes it's not really 
the trigger. Mm-hmm. Somebody will do something, but it's not really that. That thing triggered an, another thought in my in my mind that had nothing to do with them. Right now. But someone could say to me, like, oh, you look like you're putting on weight. And, like, I may think to myself, like, some ex-boyfriend who told me at some point, like, oh, you need to lose some weight. Like, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I ain't even really <clears throat> mad at that person. I'm just thinking back to myself. Like, so I had to start logging my feelings. And that was the best way for me to be able to understand what, what I feel, why I feel them, and what makes me feel this way, mm-hmm. essentially. So it's kind of like being in control. Yeah, and prayer, prayer helps. Yeah, a lot, prayer a helps. lot. Like, and if you are listening and you feel like you need to find a way to deal with this, I do suggest fasting and praying. You could fast for like, like six hours out of the day when you feel like you getting hungry you just pray and and trust me it really works it really works i'm telling you like i'm doing it right now and it really works have you guys ever have had to deal with someone i guess when you're in a relationship having your emotions downplayed uh i know something for me i think um I've never, I've always been a very passionate person. Like, I love very hard. I've said that a thousand times. Like, I'm very passionate. And I love very loudly. Um, But I've been, I think sometimes that passion, I, I think I was, I, I think I did some crazy stuff like once with like one person. But I was like very vulnerable with someone before. And like, this wasn't even somebody I was in a relationship with. This was just someone that I was, like, really close to. And, like, this person was, like, really interested in me. And we would, like, FaceTime all the time. He doesn't live over here. We would, like, FaceTime all the time. And I kind of like the reason he and I stopped being, like, as close as we were is because he wanted me to be vulnerable. And he wanted me to talk about certain things. Mm -hmm. And he wanted me to be myself. And, like, one time he, like, jokingly called me crazy. (laughs) And from then, it's never, ever been the same. And, like, he still doesn't understand. Like, he probably thought, like, I was overreacting. Or maybe I was. But I hate when people downplay my emotions. And Mm -hmm. I hate when people act as if, like, my feelings aren't important. Especially when it comes into a relationship. And I've never really had to deal with that, like, in previous relationships but that's just like a small example of how someone like downplayed mm-hmm. what was who I am and like I guess yeah. how I express myself. I was just like you crazy or you being crazy, and I actually mm-hmm. hate that word. Like don't call yeah. me crazy. But like, have <laughs> you guys were you were ever faced with a situation in a relationship where your feelings or your emotions were like brought down to to mean less than what it actually is? Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess, and it kind of made me, um, it kind of made me want to, you know, think twice before I express something with you or want to express things with 
other people rather than you because you know you would just be a Debbie Downer and like everyone else or or whoever else would would actually try to understand. But then I was also in a position where I was the one who was being you know irrational or not you know understanding. So I don't know. I just I just feel like if you are in that position that you shouldn't you shouldn't be with somebody who. Who makes you feel like you 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 know you just crazy? Like don't don't be with somebody who make you feel like you crazy, babe. Yeah, everything is you overreacting. Yeah, you overact and you tripping. Like just don't be with somebody like that who makes you feel that way. Like your feelings matter. Jazz, have you ever had to deal with it? Um, I would say with um more so with friends than with romantic. Um, right. partners and that was the next question so good yeah um because like i lay i lay the cards out early mm-hmm. i don't i don't wait for a long time for someone to realize that i'm a very emotional person you would know off the rip this is who i am this is mm-hmm. this is what you're signing up for. <clears throat> i will write you an essay i will sit in your car and cry you may say something and i don't like it and I can cry, and then I may be a little quiet for a little bit, but know that I'm going to tell you at some point, this is what it is. So I've never really gotten that, oh, you crazy, oh, um, you blowing it out of proportion, that kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. I, I st- at the end of the day, even though I'm emotional, I think I am still very rational. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you ain't going to call me crazy. <laughs> you ain't going to call me crazy because I don't think about this. And, like, before I even express to you how I feel, I run a little test in my, my head. Like, to like make sure it are you sense. running out? Like, are you running out? I'm right. Like, mm-hmm. Right. But it's more so with friends. Friends who, like, they're stuck in their own way and they don't really care to understand yeah. how Jasmine is. It's just them. It's their way. Yeah, and, and their feelings. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm. How how do your friends deal with, or how do you, how how is the interaction between your friends uh, and you when it comes to your emotions? Like, uh, my best friend, she, I don't want to say deals with me or, like, handles me like like I'm some, like, you know, animal, like, mm-hmm. it ain't like that. But I guess she knows me and, like, she kind of, like, knows how to act in certain situations. Mm-hmm. And I'll say that, like, if I'm going through a tough time, like, she knows that sometimes I don't want to talk. Yeah. And sometimes I do want to talk about everything. And sometimes I want her to just show up and cuddle with me and watch TV. And sometimes I just don't want to hang out with anyone in our social circle. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's important <clears throat> to have people around you who know how to respond to the way you um, handle your emotions mm-hmm. too. Because you don't want to be in a situation where you deal with your emotions by taking a break from people and then people get offended and it's like, oh, you ain't talking to me. And, and then that's an additional burden you have to deal with on top of battling with whatever you're going through at that time because you have to think okay yeah I'm sad about this but now this person is offended and they mean a lot to me so I Mm -hmm. have to go and explain this so it's almost like do you guys have any difficulties with any of your friends with how they 
handle you while you're handling your emotions? <laughs> no. All of my friends get it. All understand when I'm going through something and they all give me my space. <laughs> but when they feel like like I'm now negatively isolating myself. Mm -hmm. They pull you up. Yes. And then they call and they're like, okay, this enough. I coming through. It's lit. <laughs> so like my best friend the other day I was feeling like trash and she just came and she was like I come and do your lashes bitch mm -hmm. and she came and did my lashes mm -hmm. and they were really nice and like Manda like she called me the other day and she's like babe I haven't heard from you for like two weeks and I know something going on so what happened like you need to you know you need to snap out of it mm -hmm. like snap out of it I have friends who understand and then they tell me when it's getting too bad to snap out of it mm -hmm. Um, when I was pregnant, I went through this, like, maybe a month of depression, mm -hmm. maybe even two months. And I shared it with two of my friends. One of them, at the beginning of my pregnancy, she would, she would say, like, you going missing? I don't know what's going on. I feel left out and this and that. And, like, she... I understood that she wanted to be a part of what was happening with me, but at the same time, I wasn't on that run. I mean, and, and not just with her, but just, like, with anyone, because mm -hmm. I had already started to feel weird, and, like, no one's asking me how I'm doing. Everybody's asking, like, so how's the baby progressing? And this and that, and it's like, I'm a human. Yeah. And I started to feel, <clears throat> I started to feel, I don't know, like, I was losing some sense of self-worth and one of my friends who was, who was my best friend, she, I, I, I told her, I said, I'm feeling depressed. This is what it is, blah, blah, blah. And like, she understood that when I went missing, I was all right. So she would just check in on me every now and then. Mm -hmm. And I appreciated that. My next friend, not so much. Mm -hmm. To the point where we had a blow up about it after after I had Jalen and then we made up we made up like months after like there were months that we just did not talk because she was fed up and I wasn't I was fed up that she was fed, fed up. up right. yeah. That kind of way. <clears throat> but historically, most of my friends get it. Yeah. They 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 know that I am very social. I am very extroverted. But there are some points where I just have to, I have to disconnect. Yeah, catch yourself. And recharge because it's get rough. My life really busy. I have a lot, lot of moving parts. And like I say, I think a lot. I get mm -hmm. anxiety a lot. So sometimes I literally just have to like cut off from everything so I could like focus on what I need to focus on. Mm -hmm. And... I can't focus if everybody in my chat expecting me to answer them right away. Mm -hmm. To me, like, that gives me more anxiety. And it's really dangerous for me. And mm -hmm. while they may think, like, oh, she, and, she isn't being considerate of, of my feelings, like, y'all don't want me. Y'all don't want me to talk to y'all when I got anxiety. Because then I got to you short. Yeah, and then you could think it's a problem. Right. right? What advice would you give Jazz to... Um, people or yeah people who have friends with anxiety and people who have friends that kind of like 
have that same thought process or the same kind of feelings as you because I know <clears throat> someone who used to be really close to me um, um, battled with anxiety mm-hmm. and it was difficult for me because I've never had to deal with it before. But I think hers was a bit more extreme. I don't think that... I think she has a better hold on it now. But at the time, it was a lot for me to deal with as a friend. Mm -hmm. So, like, what kind of advice would you give to someone who's dealing with a friend like you or similar to you? Um, mm, The best advice I would give is to pray for them. Even pray with them. And also ask them. Ask them how you can help. Because you may have this solution in your head and you may decide like what she really needs is to go out for lunch. What she needs is yeah. is is for me to tell her what's going on in my life so she doesn't have to focus on, on her life and mm-hmm. no <laughs> not at all. Just, but ask your friend, ask your friend, yeah. how can I help you? Is there anything that I could do? Do you need me to call you? Do you do you need me to do anything? Because mm-hmm. chances are they'll say no, I got it, but if but thank you. And they'll appreciate that without you um pushing your own agenda on them because everybody thinks that, that they have the answers and they know exactly how to <laughs> deal with your feelings. But I would just say ask them how you can help. Pray for them and just let them know that that you understand that they need their space or whatever it is that they may request. Mm-hmm. And that you support them and you will be there when they're ready. You know what I could appreciate? What? The friends who know what's going on without you saying anything. The ones who literally just could sense something off mm-hmm. and would tell you, I praying for you. Like what you used to. <laughs> like I praying for you all. Like I just feel like something going on mm-hmm. and I don't want to really get too deep into it with you Until but I ready. yeah but I have for you if you need me like I appreciate people like that because it you know it makes me feel good to know that okay I go into it but whenever I want to talk about it I will you know okay you're listening to the wind down podcast stay tuned we have a commercial break coming up Keep your number, switch your network to Alive. Great deals on our Samsung Note 8, S9, and S9 Plus continue for June. And dads, we have something special for you. By switching, you can be eligible to win one of three $500 gift certificates. But remember, you have to make the switch to take advantage of these great deals. Promotion good at all Alive stores throughout the country. Terms and conditions apply. Alive, believe in best. Welcome back to the Wind Down Podcast. We had a quick commercial break. So right now it's just Tavi and I. Jazz had to run. Sloane is playing tourist with her friend from Belgium, Aria. And Eva uh, is Ava. Yeah, Ava's Ava is <laughs> Ava. So Sloane, Sloane said she would be popping in at some point. Hopefully we're not done already. But for right now, Tavi and I will hold down the 
support. Um, We are continuing our conversation on dealing with your emotions as women. And it was suggested that we do a two-part series on this. And more than likely, we will. Seeing that we had so many um, missing parts of our windang mobile missing. (laughs) So, um... So, I want to talk about talking too much about your emotions. And I know on an earlier pod, Tavia, you was pretty much saying that um, sometimes you would tweet about certain things that you're feeling um, out of hurt and out of spite. And I know that I had a time in my life when I really did that. And I will be a bit vulnerable about that and I'll go into details, but... Why do you think, like, that's something that we've done? Um, <clears throat> well, for me, with tweeting in itself, it was just kind of, like, to get the other person to understand. Like, if you ain't gonna understand when I say it or when I text it or when I voice note it or when I cry to you about it, then you may just understand via Twitter. When all the kind of people are retweeting it. And like, yeah. Man. Like, maybe that's going to make you, you know, wake up and understand. But otherwise, that ain't my, that ain't really my... Do you have any regrets about doing it? Yeah. I don't, I'm not interested in that and doing anything of that sort. I, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if I have to go to social media about my problems, then... Like it's social media. It's social right. media, babe. Right. Like I'm, I'm, like I'm too private for that. I'm, and then I feel like I'm putting a lot of myself out there to people who barely know me. Mm-hmm. So I just, like it, it doesn't make me feel comfortable. Like in the moment, yes, but then at the end of the day, everybody knows how you're feeling. Everybody right. in your business. Like I prefer to just blog and and write. Right. That's it. I feel like. And and I'll and I I'll go into emotions as a regards to life in general and emotions my area and emotions as it <laughs> regards to relationships. Like I want to say, um, every time I say my previous relationship, everybody know what I'm talking about. Like it, it yeah. ain't even like a a big secret. But I think when I was in my previous relationship, I had difficulties with understanding how to deal with certain things that I felt. And bear in mind that, but I think when I met, I was 19 when I met him. And although I, I'm like I'm like super mature, I'm like super ahead of people who are in my age bracket and a lot of different areas, it like it took me a while to figure out my emotions. And I always say that like, he made me a woman. That relationship taught me so much. Like, yeah. he grew me up. <clears throat> and in that process of him, I guess, making me a woman, he had to deal with a lot of little girl shit. Yeah, irrational shit. <laughs> a lot of rational shit. And a lot of things, like like me, I would tell him things, mind you. It mm-hmm. wasn't like, of course, the, the, the whole time wasn't, you know, I wouldn't tell him I'm just going to go rant. No, because obviously he wouldn't have been to get us along. Mm-hmm. But there were times when I would feel something. Or, for example, like when we had our big to-do, like I was going ham for like a long time. And I felt like because, like, you hurt me and 
as much as I've been vocal about the good things that you've done and Let how you treated me so shit. well, I'm going to equally say, <laughs> I'm going to equally trash. publicly say, you did X, Y, Z to me. Now, to me, back then, that made sense. Mm-hmm. But me now, like, I have no issue making it clear that I'm dating someone who makes me happy or I'm, I guess, having fun with someone who makes me happy. I don't, but I also don't see the need to to say negative things because, of course, I'm going to say men are trash because that's my general belief. Mm-hmm. But I don't take that to heart to heart. Like, yeah. like of course, we all, we always say, oh, men are trash, but, like, that's not who we are. Like, exactly. we all have men that we love. Mm-hmm. We all have that one person yeah. um, who, you know, we all have that one person. But... Today, while I have no issue with putting my emotions on social media, because you never know who you can help, and you never know who can help you, and you never know who is going through similar things or the Mm -hmm. same things as you. There are times when I tweet things that aren't necessarily specific, Mm -hmm. and people would DM me and be like, hey... You know, I was going through X, Y, Z, and you came right here and you tweeted this and this confirmed that this sign that I was praying for or, you know, and and I'm like, just how people can use this platform for bad, it can also be used for good. So even me, I'm a very social person and... I guess being a, a journalist, I had to be very friendly and I built up like a network, um, professional and social and, you know, mm-hmm. but I love social media. I don't think that I'm going to ever come off completely, you know, for, for permanently. Yeah. But I can enjoy it and I can tell people how I feel about certain things without necessarily like completely airing out myself all the time or or airing out someone. Yeah, it's it you could be vague. You could right. be vague with your tweets. Right. And like you said, like I'm a writer at heart. Like that's what I do. Like I write music, I write poetry, and I write how I feel. And mm-hmm. sometimes that's portrayed through tweets. You know? Yeah. And like I said, when I was, I guess, younger and I vented too much or said too much and used, like, that platform to talk too much about hurt or to attack people who would have hurt me, like, that's something that I regret. Mm-hmm. Because not only do you air yourself out, like, I, I had to find myself pulling back from things that I've said, too. Yeah. Because while... X, Y, Z happened, like, that person is, you know, that person, we still ended up together. Like, we got through that. Yeah. Like, so it just, it's just wild to know that you put all that out there and still. Right. And, yeah. and, you know, for a while, that was an issue between us, even in a relationship, because it's like, I want to be with you and we're together, but sometimes I still feel bad about things yeah. that you say. So it's important the way we channel our emotions because sometimes you can't be irrational and you you go on in the spur of the moment, you put something out there mm-hmm. and we don't realize how it could like really hurt someone. And yeah. even in this instance, like men, sometimes we feel like men don't feel, but they do. Mm-hmm. 
I sometimes I even feel like they feel deeper than we do. They honestly. do. I'll be the first to say it. Dog. They do. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> wow. A- another thing I wanted to touch on is your emotions and religion versus your emotions and like medicine and therapy. And I saw a tweet today that said talking to your pastor about a problem is different is different from talking to a therapist. Um, I've never had a therapist per se, but there was someone, um, a religious figure that I, um, I met her, um, Palacious. Mm-hmm. I, I met her, um, through writing a story about a book she wrote. And I spoke to her a few times about things that I was going through and that helped. But it wasn't, I don't know if it's because of the denomination that she is, but it wasn't like. Do you want to say which denomination? She's Anglican. Okay. So I don't, I don't think that it was churchy. Okay. Uh, It wasn't like, oh, you have a demon and you have this demon and Mm -hmm. it was almost like therapy. I don't think that I, I don't want to say I don't need therapy. I don't have any emotions that. I'm incapable of handling to that extent where I feel like I need to sit with a therapist. I've had situations where I needed guidance and I needed help Mm -hmm. um, that I was able to get through with the help of like certain people in my life. Yeah. Um, And my friends and people I've dated. But I don't think I've never really needed a therapist. Do you think that, I guess, talking to a religious figure in your church is the same as talking to someone who is degreed, skilled, and qualified <clears throat> in that area, I guess, um, psychology? Yeah. Um, well, I feel as though pastors specifically, I feel like a lot of them do probably have minors in, I want to say, counseling or psychology. Mm-hmm. At least I don't want to say a lot, but mine I know my, pa- my parents, both of my parents are, like, certified in like counseling. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. So my pastor specifically, he, he knows how to separate, you know, mm-hmm. the two. He knows how to give you the churchy advice, and then he knows how to keep it 100 with you. Mm-hmm. So, but then when you do, you know what? I just had this conversation the other day with somebody and they was like, babe, they, this girl that they know is just so like trip over their, like her pastors. Uh-huh. Like she trip, like her mommy would call her and she would, she would say, I cannot help you right now because I'm on my way to pastors. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, wow. yeah. So when, I feel like, I feel like in a way, when it gets to that, you know, that level, you kind of have to step back because, you know, they're human beings as well. And then I feel as though they could give you wrong advice. Right. You know? I think, I think um, I'm a very spiritual person, but I don't, at this point, I don't have a home church. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in a church that I claim is my church, but I don't really go there unless it's like a special occasion. And that doesn't mean that I'm, like, not a Christian or anything. 
I'm baptized and saved yeah. and all of that. I'm finding like I want to go to New Providence Community Church. Yeah, I no. I, I, I I am trying to find a church. I'm probably yeah. going to go to Jasmine's church on Sunday. But I do think that having like a spiritual leader and having like that spiritual guidance is key. Mm-hmm. But for me, that person is my dad. Yeah. <laughs> like... My dad is not <clears throat> a regular degular dad. Like mm-hmm. he is my nigga. Yeah. <laughs> but he is also pasta pinda, you know? Mm-hmm. And I can talk to my dad about anything. And when I go into his work, I pass everybody in the office, hi, good afternoon, good afternoon, walk straight to the back, sit this desk, and I'm like, Daddy, you wouldn't believe X, Y, and Z happened. You wouldn't believe mm-hmm. this nigga did this. You wouldn't, you know, and my dad doesn't just give me parental advice, but he gives me spiritual advice too yeah. without the judgment. And mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about hearing that anywhere Again. else. Mm-hmm. He's not even going to tell my mom things I tell him unless I say, okay, you can tell mom. And then I'll talk to you both about this after y'all mm-hmm. do and discuss it. So overall, I do think that both are important. I think you should be able to have you should be able to um have someone in your life who is a spiritual mentor of a spiritual guidance and someone who can help you with certain things from a spiritual aspect because a lot of things that we go through in life I don't want to sound crazy but it's kind of like a reflection of what's happening in the spiritual realm too. Mm-hmm. But you also need someone who is qualified and understands how the mind works and how the brain works and how your emotions work and how humans work mm-hmm. to have certain conversations with you yeah. on different aspects. <clears throat> I don't think the two are interchangeable. Mm-hmm. I think you need both. So, um, like I said, this is probably going to be a two-part series. It's going to be a two-part series it because be. there's so much more that we need to talk about in terms of, like, dealing with your emotions. And we have, like, five minutes left. So, um, somebody asked, and I'm curious, Kat, uh, we have any awkward dating stories? <laughs> what? Like, have... like, first date awkward dating say, stories? Y'all have any... Yeah, y'all have any awkward dating stories? Do you? Um, oh, this one time I told this young man to be to my house for me for 7 o'clock. Come for me for, for 7, seven o'clock. o'clock. 7.15? Fine. 7.30? Okay. Whatever. Let's just go. 8 o'clock, you pull up to my house and I am not going with you anywhere. So what happens is he gets upset and he's like, oh, I was out there trying to hustle to make money for our date. That's what he, that's what he tells me. What is, where you work, Shelly? <laughs> and, and, um, he was a graphic web designer and I understood, but I just was like, babe, I was ready for seven o'clock. And you could have hit me up. You could have, you could have, you could have done whatever it was, but you didn't. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going anywhere. So he got pissed at me, and I didn't go anywhere. I I really didn't. So <laughs> the only the only that's actually funny. The only awkward date story is it's weird because it was barely a, it wasn't even a date. <laughs> 
Like, I knew this nigga right. And I was talking to him for a while. He was hanging out, you know, spending time, X, Y, Z. And we stopped talking for a particular reason for a while. So I ended up seeing him out because we have a mutual friend. Ended up seeing him out. And the mutual friend invited me out and then invited that person out. So it was like us three and like one other person. So we were at, I think, the Bullion, and then we ended up going to Olives afterwards, and, like, we were all hanging out, but I wasn't, like, really with this person like that. Like, mm-hmm. it was still, like, a group thing, but the guy was, like, blowing me kisses and stuff from across the dance floor, and a friend of mine who was there, a sniper, <laughs> he was, like, he came to me, and he was, like, I think we should leave. And I was, like, you yeah, what's good? Like, I having fun with my friends. Mm-hmm. At this point, I'm dancing like on other dudes. These are like gay boys I was dancing on, like my mm-hmm. friends. And I was like, why? And he's like, this girl pointing at you and like carrying on. And I was like, who? He showed me, and the girl was like in the dude's face and like pointing at me, like asking who I was. And I was like, I'm oh. about to let someone <laughs> ruin my night. Like, I having fun. Mm-hmm. So he was like, let's go outside. Walk outside. The girl followed me outside and like tried to fight me. And, like, this is, like, the first time me and this guy actually, like, went out to Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I ain't no, no punk-ass bitch, so, like, you coming at me, no, like, what's you good? Like, no, if you but. I was like, what's no. good at you, you know? You know? And it was, like, horrible. It was awkward. Like, it was crazy. And, like, he was like, oh, and what made it worse is, like, the girl... He wasn't even dating us. She was like the cousin of the cousin yeah. of his ex. And like in like ten minutes the cousin showed up and like they pulled up on us in like two cars and like they were gonna fight him and I just was like, Fuck Indeed. all y'all <laughs> <laughs> And I hopped in the car and he still left with us. It was crazy. Wow. But that's the only awkward dude story <laughs> that I that I really have. Anyway, thank you for tuning in. <laughs> Wow. As we choke to the Wind Down podcast, this is the first part of the Dealing With Your Emotions as a Woman series. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be two two bars. So I don't think three would be necessary. Yeah, so uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We thank hope you, guys. you enjoyed this. Feel free to DM us, any of us personally, or at underscore the wind down on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Curious Cat with any of your questions, your comments. We would love to hear from you. Again, thank you so much for your continued support. This is Jamie. And this is Tavia. And we are <laughs> logging off. Bye.